Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. Settlement between a transgender teacher and a local school system. I'm Neil Augenstein. Why some area charities are very concerned about this incoming winter season. I'm Mike Marilla. The Dow starts off the week on a tough note, down 239 points, but the Nasdaq is up five. It's three o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. Florida is preparing for Hurricane Ian. FEMA Administrator Deanne Criswell. Make sure that you know where you're going to evacuate to. You know how you're going to communicate with your family members to let them know that you're safe. And make sure that you're putting together all of your important documents that you might need. But stocking up on supplies may be easier said than done. Well, I walked in, in Costco's and I seen the line. As I'm walking in, the guy's like, we're out of water. I try to stop at a racetrack to get gas. And there was yellow things over the gas nozzle. So I'm like, I guess it's out of gas already. Forecasters say Ian could hit the state as a Category 3 or 4 storm. In Russia, authorities have identified a school shooter as a former student. He killed at least 15 people, including children, before killing himself. Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov spoke through an interpreter. President Putin deeply mourns the deaths of people, children at a school where a terrorist attack took place by a person who apparently belongs to a neo-fascist organization or group. Also in Russia, President Putin granted citizenship to Edward Snowden today. He's a former U.S. security contractor who's been living in Russia since 2013 to escape prosecution for leaking classified documents. State Department spokesman Ned Price. Our position has not changed. Mr. Snowden should return to the United States where he should face justice as any other American citizen would. Staying could mean Snowden gets drafted into Russia's war on Ukraine. In just a few hours, NASA plans to crash a spacecraft right into an asteroid. CBS's Steve Futterman. It's a cosmic collision set to take place nearly 7 million miles away from Earth. The DART spacecraft is on course to smash into a space rock called Dimorphos. Scientist Nancy Chabot. The DART spacecraft is going to come in at 15,000 miles per hour and hit it pretty much head on. Scientists want to see how much the collision will affect the space rock's orbit, something that could be necessary in the future if an asteroid is headed toward Earth. The White House wants airlines to be more transparent about its fees. The White House says hidden fees hit vulnerable Americans the hardest, preventing customers from seeing the full price of what they're buying. One rule the administration aims to implement would require airlines and the websites that sell plane tickets to disclose up front how much it would cost customers to change their flights, select their seats, or check their bags. At CBS's Stephen Portnoy. The British pound is plummeting to an all-time low against the U.S. dollar. Investors are reportedly spooked by Prime Minister's new budget plan to avoid a recession. Here in the U.S., the Dow Jones down 213 points. This is CBS News. A COVID-19 booster is given to enhance or restore protection after a primary serious vaccination, which wanes over time. Schedule an appointment when you are eligible. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. 303 on WTOP on this Monday afternoon, September 26, 2022. Some clouds in 77 in D.C.
good afternoon. I'm Sean Anderson. And I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following this hour. In Prince George's County, a transgender teacher says she was insulted and threatened by students, and her administrators did nothing to stop it. The teacher has now settled a lawsuit with the county. She began teaching English in the Prince George's County school system in 2008. But three years later, Jennifer Eller told her principal that she was transitioning. She says that led to insults from students, parents, and co-workers, and her administrators said there was nothing they could do. At one point, a student threatened to sexually assault her. Eller left the school system in 2017 and filed a discrimination and harassment lawsuit suit. The case was supposed to go to trial this week, but court records show both sides have reached a settlement. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. A shooting at a recording studio in Odenton has turned deadly. Anne Arundel County Police say when they arrived to the basement recording studio on Annapolis Road about 2.30 in the morning yesterday, they found 38-year-old Alexander Gray dead in a doorway. They also found a 30-year-old man who's not being named hurt and bleeding in the parking lot. He's expected to survive. First responders say they had to push through a crowd of about 70 people to get to the victim. Police say the large group was actively blocking them from giving first aid. A sign on the building advertised a large party in that building from midnight to 5 a.m., it's the 12th murder of the year in Anne Arundel, Anne Arundel County. 305, the opioid epidemic is killing people in record numbers. A recent local survey shows nearly half of the people suffering from addiction are scared of being judged if they reach out for help. So how might we help loved ones? Trying to help? Be open. Don't be judgmental. Rick Likewise of the Inova Keller Center suggests opening a conversation saying you're concerned. Is there something we need to talk about? Your behavior is telling me that you might be dealing, struggling with um, alcohol use or had noticed that, you know, you're high a lot. Can we talk about that? And if they deny it or react strongly, try again. Tell them the door is always open and let them feel safe about that. Christy King, WTOP News. We'll get ready to spend much more to heat your home this winter compared to last year. And with the rising costs, local charities are worried they won't be able to keep up with the need. It could cost families almost 34% more to heat their homes with natural gas this winter, according to the National Energy Assistance Directors Association. And for charities that are ready to help people who can't pay their bills. We're very concerned. Mary McNamee is an emergency assistance coordinator with Catholic Charities of the Diocese of Arlington. She says need is already high for utilities assistance as you have people having to choose to put gas in their vehicles to get to work to earn something and then they have to choose you know rents next and then the utilities are last she says in many cases folks are still paying off old bills when it gets cold and those bills get higher we're not sure how they're going to make it mike marillo wtop news after traffic and weather former nsa contractor edward snowden just granted russian citizenship We'll talk about the meaning of that with WTOP's national security correspondent, J.J. Green. Stay close. Here's Mike Cecilia, the executive vice president for industries at Oracle on the Cloud Exchange, sponsored by Oracle. We believe that healthcare is ripe for transformation. And we believe with the right injection of technology into companies like Cerner, you know, which is uh, which is a company that we just acquired, we can really create better outcomes for both patients and providers. We view it uh, not just as a business, but as an obligation as well. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search Oracle. Oracle Cloud redefines innovation with enterprise-ready solutions and integrated services, allowing government to build, manage, and secure critical workloads seamlessly in the cloud or on-premises. 
Government agencies trust Oracle Cloud with FedRAMP high accredited cloud regions supporting all of your data workloads. Learn more at oracle.com slash federal. That's oracle.com slash federal. One of the things I love about betting on the NFL is that I'm always finding new players or game props that I like. Dave Preston here, and what's cool about FanDuel Sportsbook is that you can combine these props with other bets from the same game to score an even bigger payout. Perfect for tonight's game. For example, I can take the Cowboys, the under on passing yards for Daniel Jones, and Saquon Barkley to score an anytime touchdown. Same game parlay is just one of the reasons that when I bet, I bet with FanDuel. It's easy to use, easy to register. Register, easy to deposit, and with fast withdrawals, when you win, FanDuel pays you your winnings fast. New to FanDuel Sportsbook, get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code PRESTO. That's promo code PRESTO. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fandle.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 308. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks with Dave in the traffic center. Beltway interloop north of the Dulles Toll Road. War crews are resetting a few of the construction barrels on the left side. At the end of the Easy Pass lanes, they'll be clear momentarily on 66 eastbound near the Beltway. The work zone remains in the right lane. Westbound from Falls Church to Gainesville. Only brief delays near Dunloring and Centerville. Outer loop of the Beltway is getting a little congested through Alexandria toward the Wilson Bridge. Some slow spots developing on 95 near Woodbridge. And in Maryland, getting heavier on the outer loop on portions of it between about Landover and Greenbelt. But the slowdown's coming widely separated stretches. Interloop remaining heavy in Montgomery County, but all lanes are open. Outer loop, debris caution after Connecticut. Right center lane and one disabled on the right shoulder. 270, so far so good. I-70 and Frederick better. Eastbound crash clear. Westbound on I-70, still heavy from the Baltimore Beltway toward Ellicott City. But the crash beyond the Patapsco River is also getting moved onto a shoulder. 95, no recent incidents, a minor crash northbound near the Baltimore Beltway out of the way without delay. No issues on 50 between the Beltway and the Bay Bridge. Coming off 50 going south on Kenilworth Avenue. There's a work zone on the right side and on DC 295 some heavy traffic from the 11th Street Bridge over Pennsylvania Avenue and near the Kennedy Center slow northbound on Rock Creek Parkway with the work zone at last report near Virginia Avenue still blocking the right travel lane on Rock Creek Parkway. Join the YMCA today with a zero enrollment fee and move forward toward achieving your health and wellness goals. Enjoy Enjoy playing pickleball, tennis, swimming, and getting a great workout. Visit ymcadc.org to learn more. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. And let's get back to Storm Team 4 now and Chuck Bell. There will be the smallest little chances for a pop-up shower or two today, but this will be our only real chance for rain for the rest of the week until we get to the weekend and see what Hurricane Ian decides to do. So breezy today with a buildup of mid-afternoon clouds. It'll be plenty warm enough. Highs in the mid to upper 70s today, but this northwesterly flow will deliver ever cooler air. So tomorrow, breezy, partly sunny, and a high of 72, and then a high of 68 on Wednesday and Thursday. I'm Storm Team 4, meteorologist Chuck Bell for WTOP. And right now, we are at 77 at Fort Belvoir. Foggy Bottom is at 79. Silver Spring, 79 degrees. Pretty close to our expected 80-degree mark for the high. And we're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimates. We'll never miss a moment. 
WTOP News, 103.5 FM. WTOP at 311. Big news out of Moscow today. Edward Snowden, the former security consultant who leaked sensitive information about U.S. intelligence programs, has been granted citizenship by Russian President Vladimir Putin. This comes nine years after he gave hundreds of classified NSA documents to The Guardian and The Washington Post. WTOP's national security correspondent, J.J. Green, joins us live with more about this development. J.J.? Yeah, in 2013, Edward Snowden stunned the in, the the intelligence community and and the rest of the world uh, when the Washington Post, the Guardian, and the Intercept published details of secret U.S. and British intelligence programs. Basically, the story was that the NSA and the FBI were allegedly tapping directly into the central servers of nine leading U.S. internet companies, and they were extracting audio, video chats, photographs, emails, documents, and other connection. Uh, logs that enable analysts to track foreign targets. Snowden fancied himself as a whistleblower, but the problem was he never tried to blow the whistle. He just dropped the info, took off to China, and ended up in Russia. And he's still facing charges for that. So that's the significance of this particular thing today, is that this man is still there, even though he said he was blowing the whistle and ran because he wanted to escape pressure here. J.J., what is behind the decision to make Snowden a Russian citizen? It is not clear, Sean, why Vladimir Putin did this, but Snowden said he was uh, he, he had not cooperated with Russian intelligence services while in Moscow. He said that a couple of years ago and that he hoped to return to the U.S. someday. So considering that Russian leaders are constantly in a thought battle with the U.S., it's a foregone conclusion that this is not about Edward Snowden, and it's most likely about striking back at the U.S. and trying to engage in some way, on some level, using this as a piece of some kind of strategy in terms of its shadow war with the U.S., because let's face it, Russia is at war with the U.S. using disinformation and other tools. In a few seconds, J.J., what is the message to the U.S.? It seems to be a dark Russian chess move that may be designed to do one of two things or both, Dimitri. One, making him a Russian citizen, poking an eye in the f a finger in the eye of the U.S. intelligence and efforts to get him back to face charges for what he for what he did. And it could be a, put making him a pawn in efforts in the U.S. to get other Americans back from U.S. prisons. And I don't think anybody's figured all of this out yet. But again, this is not a situation where he is being granted citizenship just because he's a good guy. All right, J.J., thanks. You're welcome. WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green. Still talking about those commanders because there is so much to talk about. Stay with us. And now, from WTOP's Small Business September series presented by Eagle Bank, here's Terry Beverly. Senior Vice President, Market Executive at Eagle Bank. We're a large community bank with deep resources. We think banks should be a part of the community that we serve. So we live in the community. We patronize the restaurants in our community. We work in the community. We patronize healthcare providers, great healthcare providers like Whitman Walker in the community. And so when Ryan and Nasima talk about the mission, again, on health equity and access to health care for traditionally marginalized or underserved communities that resonates with us, making sure that we have the financial systems in place that allow them to execute. And that's been, I think, the nature of the partnership. To hear more of this interview, visit WTOP and search Small Business September. To learn more about how Eagle Bank can help your business grow, go to EagleBankCorp.com. 
equal housing lender member FDIC throughout the month of September. See, hear, and interact with stories and advice shared by business leaders whose companies and organizations work to support the region's business community. WTOP proudly hosts the Small Business September Series presented by Eagle Bank. Our thanks to the Greater Washington Board of Trade, the Greater Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, Prince William County Economic Development, BizLaunch, a division of Arlington Economic Development, Industrious, and Eagle Bank. Equal Housing Lender and Member FDIC. Visit the Small Business September Hub. Go to WTOP.com and search Small Business September. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 315, George Wallace is here. George, I'm interested in the explanation from uh, the folks in Ashburn of what in the heck happened yesterday. Well, a lot of uh, 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 everybody shares the blame, says Ron Rivera, mm-hmm. as you can imagine. He watched the film, and in the end, they've got it all figured out. We have to play better. You know, when we're in opportunities and situations to make something happen, we got to do those things. <coughs> You know, we, we've, we've looked at it, we've we figured it out, we've addressed it. Now we got to go out and do it. They figured it all out. It's all ready. There you all go. All done. Yeah. All done. George, are you observing that Carson Wentz does say, I, I messed up, I did this, yeah, but he, Rivera less so. He does take doesn't a, really he shoulder does, the blame. He does take a lot of blame. You were right about Carson Wentz. And Rivera is, yes, putting it on a lot of people. And he did say today he's not going to start calling out players because... The media and others will make a bigger deal of it if he mm-hmm. does that. Yeah. So we sure. can't do that. So, yes. But Carson Wentz took a lot of the blame yesterday. And uh, you're right, Demetri, especially with nine sacks, he had to do some of that. Uh, not the best performance from this uh, offense or team overall. But next up, they get the Cowboys in Dallas on Sunday. Cowboys and the Giants tonight on Monday night football. Baseball at Nationals Park tonight is the Nats and the Braves. Final homestand of the year. Nats will have a say in what happens in this NL East. Braves one game back in a loss column. George Wallace, WTLB Sports. All right, Jordan. And the top stories we're following for you this afternoon on WTOP. Some Florida residents near Tampa are being told to evacuate as Hurricane Ian is headed toward the state's western coast by the middle of the week. The storm is currently about 195 miles southeast of Cuba. It's producing 80-mile-an-hour winds. It's expected to reach Cuba late today or tomorrow. Right now, Ian is a Category 1 storm that's on the weaker end of the scale, but it's expected to strengthen into a Category 4 by the time it hits Florida. Canada is dropping its mask mandate on planes and trains as of October 1st. Government officials also announced today it'll drop its COVID vaccine requirement for people entering the country at the end of the month. Italy is about to have its most right-wing government since Mussolini was defeated in World War II. Giorgia Meloni, leader of the Brothers of Italy party, will become the country's first female prime minister. Italy's European Union partners say they'll be watching Maloney's government to ensure that basic human rights are guaranteed in that nation. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. And coming up for you here in Money News. The Dow is down 260 points, a first in 100 years for D.C. office construction. I'm Jeff Glaber. It's 318. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks with Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. Construction, congestion, but no major incidents this hour near the D.C. metro area. Crash well north on I-70, but we'll start in D.C. on Rock Creek Parkway. Northbound slow under the Kennedy Center. Left lane was getting by a crew at Virginia Avenue on Rock Creek Parkway. Coming into D.C. on Kenilworth Avenue above Route 50 and on the southbound ramps from 50. The right lane blocked on Kenilworth Avenue. D.C. 295 heavier northbound near Pennsylvania Avenue. I-295 southbound past Coast Guard bowling, DHS, no issues yet. I-395 below speed, but not bad out of the tunnels and in from the 14th Street Bridge. Just brief delays. And in Virginia, 395 is okay. 66 eastbound near the Beltway. Work zones clear. Westbound slow and a couple shorter stretches out to Centerville. 
And uh, getting heavier on the Beltway in Alexandria and McLean, 95 southbound into Woodbridge near Quiet, northbound past Triangle. And in Maryland on the Beltway, congestion has developed here and there as well. I-95, not bad between the Beltways. I-70 westbound, still slow from 695 to Ellicott City. But west of the Patapsco River, it's all lanes open at an earlier crash. Now through Monday, it's the semi-annual inventory clearance event at Mattress Warehouse. With over 30 queen mattresses for less than $7.99, Mattress Warehouse has a mattress to fit any budget. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. And to Storm Team Force Chuck Bell. Northwesterly breezes today are going to bring a little extra cloud cover in for the middle parts of our Monday afternoon. These clouds are unlikely to produce a lot of rain, but a quick moving drop or two can't be totally ruled out. And today gets to be the mildest day of the work week, 78 for a high today. Breezy again for tomorrow, but a little more sunshine on your Tuesday, high 72. And then mostly sunny with light wind on Wednesday and Thursday, but those will be some cool days with high temperatures staying in the mid to upper 60s. I'm Storm Team 4, meteorologist Chuck Bell for WTOP. Comfortably in the 70s in most spots. Seeing Sterling, we're at 75 right now. In Bowie, we check in at 77. We've got 77 in Northwest D.C. Brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Coming up here on WTOP, just how much are D.C.-bound drivers paying on those new 66 express lanes? During the morning rush, it's 320. Here's Tom Kusampis, the president and chief executive officer of Capital Caring Health, on the discussion, Two Weeks is Too Short and Tragic, sponsored by Capital Caring Health. Hospice is not a death sentence, and it is not brink of death care. It isn't a type of program where you have to enter within hours or days of the end of your life. The Hospice Medicare benefit allows people to be in hospice for six months or more, and that's very valuable time. Being in hospice longer can be very beneficial for both the patient and their family. From the patient's perspective, we know that when we pay attention to pain or symptoms or the psychosocial needs that they have, they can actually live longer. The time has better quality. For more on the discussion, two weeks is too short and tragic, visit WTOP.com and search Capital Caring Health. And for more information on why the best hospice benefits come from longer care, visit CapitalCaring.org slash two weeks. It's 321. Here, frontline voices remember 9-11 in partnership with Verizon. Threats against our nation have evolved since 9-11. What has remained constant is the toolkit that we need to meet those threats. Ken Weinstein, Undersecretary for Intelligence and Analysis at the Department of Homeland Security, says that includes... The intelligence capability to identify threats and then provide actual intelligence to the folks on the street who will prevent those threats from becoming real attacks. I'm Nick Ainelli. Verizon Frontline is built for those on the front lines. Built for extreme conditions. Built for 5G. Because when lines are on the line, the people we rely on need technology they can rely on. Verizon is the number one network choice in public safety. Verizon Frontline. The advanced network and technology for first responders. Visit verizon.com frontline to learn more. Based on quarterly third-party wireless voice market share data, first quarter 2022. WTOP News. It's 322. We are getting our first look at just how much D.C.-bound drivers will spend on their morning commute if they use the new I-66 toll lanes from Gainesville to Centerville. Today's average was $6.10, the highest toll paid at the peak of the morning rush, $6.50. Now, the new tolling went into effect over the weekend. Drivers can pay via Easy Pass or online afterward. 
A spokesperson for the toll operator tells the Washington Post the rates will stay unchanged for at least 30 minutes at a time as drivers get used to the new system. Once the system adjusts to live traffic conditions, toll rates will change more frequently. Nearly 15 more miles of express lanes to the Capitol Beltway are under construction. They should open in December. The two lead architects who are overseeing the restoration of the historic Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris after that massive fire are coming here to D.C. A group of Catholic University students and volunteer builders have raised a three-story replica roof truss in front of the National Basilica to welcome those architects. After the cathedral's roof burned in 2019, Rick Brown, a professor and founder of Handhouse, wanted to build a truss to help with construction. Instead, it is now a sign of solidarity in the Notre Dame rebuilding effort. It just enlivens the whole will to do something you know, good for the world and to save this uh, cultural icon. He, traditional carpenters and wood framers, took the project to Catholic University to work with architecture students like Andrew Massassin, who helped build it with traditional methods and tools. Something that, you know, we read a lot about and see presentations about to actually get that hands-on experience was really valuable. Luke Luger, WTOP News. We are now a few days into fall, and that means you can soon enjoy the bright red and vibrant orange leaves. And there are plenty of trips to catch the best views of the foliage. Fall foliage is almost here. There's just a little bit of color showing up in far western Maryland, uh, west of Hagerstown, Maryland, in the Allegheny Mountains. WTOP meteorologist Chad Merrill says that'll change in the coming weeks. Come October, just west of the district, keep an eye out for those bright red and orange leaves on black gum trees, sugar maples, and yellow buckeye trees. So when is the best time for leaf peeping? Historically, is late October and early November. However, if you want to take a trip out to the Blue Ridge, I would recommend the middle of October. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. Find out some more at WTOP.com. Money News 25 and 55 on WTOP. Here's Jeff Claybaugh. Toward the close we go, about a half hour away. The Dow is down 277 points, a 1% loss. The S&P 500 is down 26. The Nasdaq is down, although just 11 points right now. The British pound is approaching parity with the U.S. dollar now. The pound has dropped to a new all-time low at $1.06 today. 96 cents now buys the euro. A year ago, it took $1.16 against the euro. The world's 500 richest people saw their cumulative wealth fall by $1.4 trillion in the first six months of this year. Locally, the Washington Business Journal says the 16 billionaires with close ties to the D.C. region have seen their wealth fall by $252 billion just since April. The first new office construction in D.C. using mass timber in 100 years is done. 80 M Street in Capitol Riverfront added three stories atop the existing office building using 1,300 tons of hardwood grown in the Pacific Northwest. The owner says it's as solid as steel. Jeff Clayball, WTOP News. Money News brought to you by Amtrak. Visit new and exciting places across the U.S. On Amtrak, it isn't just about the destination. It's about the journey with no metal seats, extra legroom, and even private rooms. Book now at Amtrak.com. Up ahead on WTOP, we're tracking Hurricane Ian. It's 326. Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton. And you know what people buy when they come to the Goodfeet store? Art supports, of course, you might say. Yet what we have found is that customers are really buying hope. Hope that they can address foot, knee, or back pain without surgery or prescriptions. Hope that they can work a long shift without thinking about their feet. Or hope that they can run that 10K 